Live Time, Talk to Universe Live Day. We'll explain in a minute. Let's have some fun. Now, me and my buddy Doduo here, we're going to talk some Pokemon this morning, but we have an entire day of Ultra Universe Live. We have a special episode for this afternoon at 1230, and if you are a foodie, you won't want to miss this. You are too, huh? Yeah, he is. Today, however, we are going to go over some Pokemon stuff. Now, once in a while, it's fine to do a character retrospective, and I decided let's give James from Team Rocket a few minutes to shine. Surrender now and prepare to fight? That's his famous slogan, right? Now, he is known for many things, but usually more of the inept and kinder side of Team Rocket. He is one of three, next to Jesse and Meowth, that has become uh, synonymous with the Pokemon series. Of course, arch enemies to Ash and friends, they continuously try to steal Pikachu, usually never works, and if they do, it still never works. Um, so in the Japanese form, he is voiced by Shinchiro Miki, I apologize if I mixed that up, who also voiced Mizuki and Naruto, um, and Ted Lewis, Eric Stewart, and currently James Carter Cathart, who also does Meowth Garyok in the English versions as well. So in the movies, we see that James actually has more of a kinder side, maybe with the help of his friends as well. In Pokemon the movie 3, The Spell of the Unknown, we see him and his partners preventing Ash from falling to his death while looking for his mom. In Pokemon 2000, Team Rocket actually helps to free Moltres and Zapdos, picks up Ash and gets him to Ice Island, and later heroically sacrifices themselves to save the world. At one time in Pokemon Jirachi Wishmaker, when Butler unleashed Groudon, who was set to destroy the world, um, you know, obviously Ash and friends come to the rescue. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, Jesse and Meowth are swallowed whole by Groudon. Apparently, though, not James. We're not really sure why. I got to go back and watch that movie. And Mewtwo returns when Giovanni threatens to build a new Team Rocket lab while capturing and destroying Mewtwo. Ash and Brock escape from their prison with the assistance from a few bug types, especially Beedrill. Freed Mewtwo from his prison, threw him into the natural spring water, and Giovanni says something about, unless Mewtwo shows up, refresh from the natural spring, um, I'm going to wipe out Team Rocket's minds, excluding Jesse James and Meowth, because apparently even though they're inept, they're still important to the plot. <laughs> in some of the games that we're going to, well, actually, in the one game we're going to talk about, we, you know, they're all over the place. But in Pokemon Masters, one of the newer games you can get on your phone, he is one of the various sync pairs uh, that you can get to a couple events, Double Trouble and Blasting Off Again, with him obtainable in the for free in the first one. As a sync pair, you get James as a three-star poison type using his wheezing. In Double Trouble, he alongside Jesse Mouth are warped in Paseo by a shiny Celebi, designed for it, for it for their own ends. Head after it, despite this, he and his team must team up with the player to defeat Team Break, and although they beat him, um, Celebi uh, flees in Blasting Off again, the trio catch wind of fireworks festival going on, and thus head in hopes of stealing Pokemon. They manipulate the player to help their schemes, using them to help ward off Team Break, 
and even betraying them by stealing their Pikachu. Despite this, the protagonist eventually finds their true goals and defeats them in battle, sending them flying off as usual. The two groups eventually regroup, and although still swearing to beat one another, together look up at the fireworks show and say they might be able to lend their aid someday. James becomes usable to the player after this. That's a lot of information for one game, right? Personality type. Compared to his co uh, cohorts, James is definitely... Um, a caring person, though he may not always agree with his friends and what they're doing. Having multiple um, Pokemon with him, which we'll talk about in a second, he apparently was to be wed to another person who looks just like Jesse. Kind of weird. Um, but of course, he ends up leaving and goes out with Team Rocket instead, only to be ridiculed by other Team Rocket um People like Butch and Cassidy, who continuously liked to call him different names just to piss him off, you know. Now, what are the Pokemon that he has on hand at his headquarters? He still has his Carnivine that he, um, he, uh, oh, okay, so Carnivine was one that he had back in his one of his homes that he eventually picked up again. Um, and just like Victory Bell, Carnivine will uh, continuously bite him on his head after he tries to make him do things. His Mime Jr. Um, he got this at his uh, nanny's house as a replacement for his Chimeco that ended up staying back. Um, and just like Jesse's Wobbuffet, his Mime Jr. will pop out at inopportune times just for no apparent reason and usually doesn't do much of help. He did get an, a, a Yamask um, at an abandoned warehouse in Unova. Uh, it knows Shadow Ball, Nightshade, Haze, and Will-O-Wisp. He also caught an Amoongus that he got back to, uh, that, while going back to Kanto. That's from a Unova. This one knows Stun Spore, Hidden Power, and Body Slam. And, of course, the one we all know from X and Y is Inkay. Um, he caught it while it was eating the trio sandwiches. Um, and he knows um, Tackle, Psybeam, and Foul Play. It's actually one of his more powerful ones of the ones he's caught. The ones he released, well, he released his wheezing that evolved from his coughing when he was trying to get the other coughings free from the Pokemon Poacher. His Weeping Bell and Victory Bell, he also released as well um, it, because it fell in love with another Victory Bell and the both skipped off into the forest, apparently. Lastly, his Marini, which he actually didn't mean to catch, nor did he want, because his Marini used to love to stab him with poison sting. Um, but it eventually left as well, um, because really it had no point being there. <laughs> Back at his home, his Growlithe named Growly, which we meet in one of the old episodes, and his Chimeco both stay back. Um, and his Chimeco actually fell ill, so he decided to leave it back with his nanny uh, to let him take care of. So both are there now. Um, at one point, he had a Cacnea. Very short time. Um, but he left it with a gym leader who told him that he will train it to make it better. As far as we know, he has not gotten it back, nor do we know if it has evolved into a Cacturm. Temporarily, he had a Magikarp that he actually got sold to 
uh, as a trick. He no longer wanted the magic carp, so he kicked it, which evolved, uh, made it evolve into a Gyarados, and that Gyarados quickly sent him and everybody else flying off in its move. Um, what was it? Hurricane, I believe. Um, Twister, excuse me. He also had a hop whip sold by the same man who swindled him the first time, but before he can do anything about it, the hop whip flew away. He also had an Agron for a split second, but it turned out that both Agron and a Charizard that were sent to them were meant for Birch and Cassidy, so they got sent off as well. Who knew? So, if you want to learn more, check out the villains.fandom uh, wiki page. I'm going to put it up here. It also has some links to some other good Pokemon pages as well. This has a lot more info. Now, moving forward to a more, um, I guess, interesting topic for those who are more curious about the new game. You are too, huh? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, Armorage and Celerage seem to be hiding a big secret, according to GameRant.com. Let's uh, give you that one there as well. All right, so um, we know that this will mark the ninth generation of the series, and they are coming fast. Uh, two of the characters, Serulage Cer and Armorage, seem to be very popular for what they look like. Uh, curiously, the leak also included an interesting detail regarding them. According to the leak, Serulage and Armorage are part of an evolution line that is yet to be revealed. Some people think Bisharp, kind of shares a similar, who knows. Two of them apparently evolved from a shared Fire-type Pokemon, Pokemon, but exactly how still remains a mystery. So what is that pre-evolution? Um, one potential it could work would be it has a small, less armored creature. Perhaps it could be a Pokemon wearing a crude wooden armor to represent being less experienced. The armor could be less the only thing simplified, which may amuse a few players considering several Lodge and Armorage have been compared to Mega Man characters. I guess I see it. Um, evolving items. Well, similar to how other creatures in other games need a specific item, you might need a item to do for these two as well. The mystery fire type would be a little different. Instead of showcasing how much the Pokemon has grown, an item evolution could be the result, and it could focus on why their armors are different. We know that Ledge is strictly more of a fire fighting. The other one is more of a ghost type. So it could be that depending on what you use, your original evolution, your pre-evolution will evolve to one of the two. Um, until we know more, however, though, this is pretty much as far as we know. I think it could be Bisharp. Bisharp does evolve, I know, from I just hatched one the other day. I can't remember what it was. So maybe not because that's already a full evolution, but maybe similar to that, we might have a, you know, something that looks like what Sarah Lodge and Armorage are going to be. What do you guys think? Now, lastly, we are actually going to get something from a Twitter post. And one thing that we love is the regionals. Now, we do have a few regionals, well, really two regionals. However, we have some new types of Pokemon that might be original, but really isn't. So in original form, we have Palladian Wooper, which is now a poison water type. You've probably seen it, it's brown. It has more fighting type. 
However, we seem to have a few different versions of Tauros as well, Palladian Tauros, one being a fighting type, the other two we still don't know what their typing is. So, obviously it'll probably be different colored, it'll be different than the obviously shiny Wooper and shiny Tauros, so obviously if you see a different color, in this case it doesn't mean shiny, it just means different form. Now, the next few ones are kind of interesting. We have some new evolutions of, well, you know, some others. So um, other than Wooper, we are going to get Primeape. Now, Primeape and Mankey, we saw a past version, which we're going to talk about in a second. So it may just be a what they're calling a Paradox Pokemon and not a regional. We just saw today, if you guys are checking out the Pokemon Twitter, a Girafferig, for the life of me, I am not going to be able to pronounce the new one. Ferragory, I can't remember. But basically, its tail now kind of covers its head, so it is now a new evolution. S separate from Girafferig, pretty cool. Dunsparce itself has a new evolution. I believe it's kind of more dragon-looking. And, well, there you go. Bisharp does have a new evolution. I don't know what it is. I can't remember what it looks like. But hey, who knows? Now, these Paradox Pokemon have to do with past and future. So past forms would be ancient versions of these guys, future, obviously the future. Among the past ones for Pokemon Scarlet specifically, we have Jigglypuff, Amoongus, Volcarona, Salamence, a unconfirmed Gen 2 Pokemon, and Mistrevious. What this means is that they are going to look more ancient, more crude, I guess, and probably are going to have different typings. Now, on the flip side, for the future paradox in Pokemon Violet, we're going to get Delibird, Gallade, Volcarona again, Tyranitar instead of Salamence, possibly the same Gen 2 unconfirmed, and Hariyama. All this means is that it's going to look more different, more futuristic, obviously probably new typing and moves as well. Now we have convergence species. The first one they're calling a Diglett water type, which probably is Wiglet, which we just met a few uh, days ago, which is more of an eel shape, but it really looks like a white Diglett basically. Hmm. Also, we're going to have a new convergent Gen 1 water type species as well. What is it going to be? Probably not one of the original starters, usually doesn't happen like that, but Gen 1 has a lot of water type, or Gen 1 has a lot of types that could turn into a water type. All right, you guys, what do you think about all this news? It is a lot of cool stuff. I like going back to Gen 1 and talking about some of the characters, so we'll do that again, but I know you guys really were interested in the news for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I still gotta get my um, digital copies, I'll probably get those in a couple weeks, um, until then, guys, stay tuned. Like I said, 1230, we have an awesome food-related video on Ultra Universe Live. Stay tuned, stay curious, 